is the Electile Dysfunction Podcast with Ashton Cohen. Way more interesting than anything you're listening to on NPR. Probably less exciting than what you're watching on OnlyFans. Bruh. We're going to talk about the issues that really matter. Our country, our economy, the Fed, QE, GDP, BTC, NFTs, AOC, the CCP, Cardi B, Ow. Yeezy, Yellow Socks, Iran, Joe Biden's dementia, Come on, man. and probably sex robots. We stand for a free and open debate and exchange of ideas. And if you disagree with anything we talk about, you are a racist and no better than Hitler. What? Let's get started. Is U.S. media really the enemy of the people, as many now believe? Are legacy media institutions tearing apart America's social fabric? I think it's getting hard not to answer yes to both those questions, especially after watching the media coverage of the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Rittenhouse, of course, was found not guilty of all the charges against him, which is objectively and legally the correct verdict and a vindication of like the thousands-year-old doctrine of self-defense. But that's not the only reason why this case was so important. What makes the Kyle Rittenhouse episode so significant is that it exposed with unique clarity just how corrupt, deceitful, malicious, racially inflammatory the U.S. legacy media has become. And look, some of this is not new. We've seen the so-called mainstream media traffic in some of the most egregious lies just in the last couple of years. Go look back at the false narratives advanced by the New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC, CNN, on stories like the Covington Catholic High School Kids, Jossie Smollett, the Steele dossier, the Russian collusion hoax, the Russian bounty on U.S. soldiers, the gang rape allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, remember those? The Hunter Biden story, the Joe Biden's mental acuity, inflation, 1619 project. We could go on and on for like an hour. And again, that's just the last couple years. But lying with reckless abandon, it's not something that we're not accustomed to, right? We've seen this in the media. What is a more recent phenomenon, however, is the combining of the media lie machine with the mainstream promotion of the most toxic CRT-inspired, racially-obsessed rhetoric. So that's why you see these corporate news organizations more and more pump out articles like math is racist, as CNN and The Atlantic asserted. Science is racist, according to the BBC. Freeways are racist, and hiking is racist, according to the LA Times. Jogging is racist, according to the New York Times. Salt is racist, according to BuzzFeed. Breweries are racist, according to the Boston Globe. Wine is racist, according to The Guardian. Dieting is racist, according to Huffington Post. Again, we can go on and on with this forever. And it's also important to take note that since this kind of analysis is actually inspired by the critical race theory and intersectionality ideologies. As a result, the legacy media is only interested in highlighting racism if it can be used to advance an anti-white narrative. So for example, Darrell Brooks an African-American man who has anti-Semitic, anti-white, BLM-supporting content all over social media, just a couple days ago intentionally killed six people at the Waukesha, Wisconsin parade incident. Video evidence shows Brooks clearly zigzagging his car with the aim to run over people. Yet MSNBC is referring to it as an accident. An accident. Like when you, you know, whip out your Johnson and start masturbating from your colleagues. Oh, no, wait, that was CNN. (laughs) 
Yeah, so as for CNN, they already removed that story from the front page. Less than 48 hours after it happened, they removed it. Why? Doesn't fit the narrative. We also see the media's deceit and hypocrisy when news events occur that are hard to fit into the black-white racial paradigm. Stuff like hashtag stop Asian hate. Media is all about promoting hashtag stop Asian hate, right? Unless, of course, an Asian is violently attacked by a member of a more, quote, oppressed minority, such as an African American, in which case the legacy news organizations will largely disregard the story. Similarly, the New York Times and CNNs of the world will be all about fighting anti-Semitism, unless the perpetrator of the anti-Semitic attack is black or Palestinian activist, in which case the story gets little to no coverage. <laughs> Sometimes, hilariously, they'll still try to blame white supremacy when a member of one ethnic group attacks someone who is a member of another ethnic minority group. So, so let's go back to the Rittenhouse case. Because unfortunately for this then 17-year-old kid from Wisconsin, his case became the natural endpoint of what happens when you infuse CRT and intersectionality-style racism into a media that already gets its rocks off by lying to the American public. That's why we saw people on cable news television saying that the Kyle Rittenhouse incident is worse than the lynching of Emmett Till. Think about that for a moment. Kyle Rittenhouse having to defend himself from being met with imminent and substantially bodily harm and death by three different adult white men, all of whom were violent career criminals. One was a pedophile who routinely anally raped little children. And MSNBC will have people on their program saying it's worse than the Emmett Till incident. As a reminder, Emmett Till was an innocent black child who was killed in 1950s Mississippi for whistling at a white woman. That's the kind of analysis you get all over the news today. Now, I'm an attorney, and you know I follow along with this case, follow along with the trial. But you don't have to be an attorney to have determined from a fairly early on that the criminal charges brought against Kyle were frivolous and without support. No decent prosecutor who took their time to examine the evidence in this case would bring it to trial. They would acknowledge that the evidence is not there to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Rittenhouse was guilty of murder or that he didn't act in self-defense. In fact, even the testimony of the prosecutor's own witnesses supported Rittenhouse's self-defense claim. Yet individuals in the media propagandized about this case so much they were able to pressure an imbecilic, scumbag, beta-male gimp of a prosecutor like Thomas Binger, who should absolutely be disbarred, by the way, to take this case to trial, despite there being zero evidence to counter Rittenhouse's self-defense position. Once the trial did get underway, the corporate media's lie machine revved up even more. They lied incessantly about Rittenhouse being a white supremacist. There's no proof that Kyle was a white supremacist. The evidence that we have showed him defending the businesses of two Indian small business owners and only people he shot were white, despite there being plenty of non-white people in Kenosha that day, but somehow were meant to believe that Kyle's some sort of Klansman. And if he was a Klansman, by the way, then you would expect President Biden to be supportive of him. After all, he was a good friend to former Klansman and Democratic Senator Robert Byrd, so why not Rittenhouse? 
The media also lied about Kyle having a gun illegally. He didn't. It's completely legal for him to carry the AR-15 firearm. And, in fact, the gun charge was dismissed by the judge for that reason. Prosecutors didn't even contest it. They lied about Kyle's connection to Kenosha. He was from there. His dad lives there. Half the family lives there. Yet, bizarrely, the people who support individuals illegally crossing the U.S. border, which is a crime, kept mentioning that Kyle Rittenhouse crossed state lines, which is obviously legal and not even relevant to the analysis of the case. It's also a constitutional right. You have the right to travel <laughs> across state lines. The media also lied about Kyle being the aggressor. Again, not a single piece of evidence to demonstrate Kyle was the aggressor. There never was. So after months and months of lying about the case, when the jury finally delivered the verdict, woke psychopaths in the media, like MSNBC's Joy Reid or Nicole Wallace, expressed outrage. And they're still lying to this day about the facts of the case and calling an example of how racist America is. It's disgusting. The good news is that people have finally had enough of the stupidity. We've had enough of the lies. We've had enough of the gaslighting by the media. Today, for example, there's not a single show on CNN that gets more than 1 million viewers. And MSNBC, the organization which was so unethical, it got kicked out by the judge in the Rittenhouse case for stalking jurors, is trending in the same direction. In contrast, someone like Joe Rogan can turn on the camera and talk about diarrhea for an hour, and he will get more viewers than both those networks combined. Naturally, of course, they want to censor Joe Rogan. He's taking horse dewormer, bro. <laughs> and they want to censor people who have an opinion like me. And they want to censor people like Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson. And even traditional liberals, by the way. Like Glenn Greenwald, Jimmy Dore, Barry Weiss, Eric and Brett Weinstein. Because they don't buy into the bullshit corporate media propaganda. But it's up to every decent person, regardless of your ideology, push back against this woke, racist, authoritarian bullshit. Whether it's in government, whether it's in academia, whether it's in the media. These people should be viewed with the same contempt and disrespect you would give to the Sackler family, who developed the drug Oxycontin. And like these media institutions, became spectacularly rich by flooding this country with poison. It seems inevitable at this point that almost all these corrupt legacy news institutions will go down the same way as Enron or Lehman Brothers. Let's all hope that Kyle Rittenhouse, who looks like he's ready to launch a series of defamation lawsuits himself, will help accelerate that process. And that would be something I think we can all be thankful for. Wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Stay strong. And God bless. If you enjoyed our show, please click subscribe to stay up to date with our YouTube channel and podcast. And give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so that we can keep delivering guys some great content. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. We're going to talk about the issues that really matter. Our country, our economy, the Fed, QE, GDP, BTC, NFTs, AOC, the CCP, Cardi B, Ow. Yeezy, Yellow Socks, Iran, Joe Biden's dementia, Come on, man. and probably sex robots. We stand for a free and open debate and exchange of ideas. And if you disagree with anything we talk about, you are a racist and no better than Hitler. What? Let's get started.